Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I just want to use that verse 30 as a subject, and I want to preach from this thought this morning. His yoke is easy. His yoke is easy. Let's pray together again that the Lord would anoint our time here this morning, anoint his word to our hearts. Jesus, we thank you so much. We know your word is already very anointed and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword that is able, God, to touch and to minister and work in our lives in profound ways. And I'm asking, God, that you would move here this morning and you would touch each and every person that is gathered here today. I pray that your word would minister your will in this house. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you for it. Amen and amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. His yoke is easy. When I think about this particular verse of Scripture, uh, it's very, to me, it's a very important passage. And it seems very simple and straightforward, yet it almost seems like... uh, we don't grasp it at its entirety or understand it. And we certainly would do ourselves a favor if we would adhere to this particular message that the Lord is endeavoring to convey. And if we could get a hold of this this morning, it would not only help us today, but it would also help us in the days to come. It would help us tomorrow, help us next week, would help us in this new year, and if the Lord should tarry, it would help us 10 years from now. And uh, I, I wish that I would have understood this particular passage as I feel that the Lord has revealed it to me. I wish I'd have understood it in this way several years ago because I, I believe it would have helped me and strengthened me and gave me understanding as to just exactly what the Lord is able to do and to help us with if we'll allow him to. In Bible lands, the oxen was used, of course, to plow the field. And it was very common that they would also pull the carts. And in order for this to transpire, a piece of hard wood would be carved into what would be called a yoke. And the yoke was placed upon the neck of the oxen. And the yoke was fastened uh, 
to traces uh, that they would plow by or plow uh, behind the yoke with. And then if they were uh, pulling a cart, then there would be shafts that it would be fastened to so that it could be able to pull the cart. Now the yoke served the same purpose on an ox as a collar did for a horse or a mule or a donkey in pulling something. Thus the old wooden yoke was very familiar in Bible lands and anywhere that oxen were used. And the Lord only knows the many burdens and the weight that the oxen has carried and worked throughout history to perform. When the yoke was laid upon the neck of an ox, of course it meant that there was work to be accomplished. There was work to be done. And the ox would no longer be able to to gaze around idly at his surroundings, but the ox would be led to the field where he would plow furrows, uh, line up on line throughout the field, preparing the ground for the eventual time that the farmer would come and cast his seed or sow his seed upon that field. And at other times, the yoke would be fastened to a wooden cart, and uh, the ox would have to pull a heavy load upon uneven paths and rough roads. And so the yoke was meant to control and to harness the energy of whatever the ox was needed for to do, and whatever the uh, job that the master had for the ox to do, he would implement this yoke as a way of harnessing that energy that was there. The yoke would prevent the ox from turning around. The yoke would prevent the ox from lying down. The yoke would keep the ox on a straight path. And uh, whichever path that the master had marked, that was the way uh, that the ox would follow because he used this tool of the yoke. And without the yoke, the ox was, he he may have had strength, he, he may have had ability, he may have had power latent within him, but it was likely that it would go unrealized without the implementation of the yoke. Now Jesus used this analogy in his message to his people, his followers. In the interpretation of this verse, and many of you have probably heard it uh, described this way, that when we come to the Lord and when we submit ourselves to God, uh, we exchange our old yoke of sin and of bondage that old heavy yoke and burdensome yoke that you and I carried because of of poor choices and because of conduct that was not behooving to, to the things of God and because of sin in our lives, that heavy yoke is exchanged for a new yoke that is lighter and more comfortable And uh, the yoke of Christ is contentment. The yoke of Christ is peace. And the yoke of Christ is a joyful life. And certainly this is a a good interpretation 
of this scripture, and I'm, I'm, I'm not taken away from that at all. But as you know, there's uh, more than just one point of view at looking at certain passages of scripture. And while that is one interpretation and a good interpretation of this particular passage, I want to give you another view at this because seldom was one ox used in a yoke. Uh, seldom was one ox employed in a particular task or job that the master would want performed. Almost always two oxen would be used to pull a plow, for instance. Almost always two oxen would be used in a yoke to uh, pull a cart. Thus, a yoke of oxen usually meant and at least in the passages that you find in the Word of the Lord, it usually meant two oxen. So it could be in this text that Jesus was not speaking of a single yoke, but he was speaking of a double yoke. And this is so important for all of us to, to be able to grasp, to understand the entirety of this particular text this morning. When Jesus referred to this yoke, people of that day understood that he was referring to a double yoke. So Jesus was taking something very familiar to the people as a means of conveying a message to them uh, that was going to help them in understanding uh, their walk with God and their relationship to the Lord. The point of this lesson is that he is teaching is this double yoke he is speaking of is placed upon he and his followers, upon he and his disciples, upon he and those that walk with him, his children. Jesus Christ and his followers would be harnessed to the same burden. They would take upon them the same yoke. And this is what Paul was describing when he called Timothy his true yoke fellow. In other words, we're in this together, Timothy. We're not in this by ourselves. We're not doing this alone. But you and I have the same calling. We have the same work that we're doing for God. We carry the same burden. We're involved in the same thing. Now here is something that is amazing when you really grasp it, when you see it, is that your yoke, when, when, you, when you come to the Lord, when you give your life to serving God, whatever burden that you're bearing, your yoke, it becomes His yoke. And when you start walking with the Lord, your yoke becomes His yoke. You're, you're never alone in other words you're not by yourself and when you say I want to take upon um, I want you to, to to allow me to take upon your yoke what you're actually saying is that Jesus I want to walk with you and I want you to be beside me and uh, it's your yoke and it's your burden and it's your load of life but now He's in it with you. And you're not by yourself. And you're not walking alone. 
And he even goes as far to call it his yoke. In Luke 14, the invitation goes out uh, for a great supper that is going to, to take place. And the master has prepared this great supper. And there's a lot of planning and there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, articulation that has went into this. And everything all the way down to the minute details has been thought out. And the servants are sent out because there's particular guests that are going to be invited to this supper. And he goes and he sends them, his servants, out to these particular individuals. And he goes to one man, and the man excuses himself by saying, I have recently bought a piece of ground. And therefore, he said, I want to go see it, and I will not be able to attend the supper. Please tell the master to excuse me. And the servant goes to the next person that is on the guest list. And he asks him uh, to come to the supper, gives him the invitation. And he looks at him and he said, I have just recently married a wife. And so tell him that I cannot come. And then in verse 19 of Luke 14, it says, And another said, If I, or I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. Do you understand five yoke of oxen equaled ten oxen in all? And he was going to try them out to see if they were all that he had bargained for. To see if he could use these oxen to plow the field and to work for him and to pull the cart. And so he was going to prove these oxen. And the way that oxen were proven in that day is, is that this younger, newly purchased ox would be placed in a yoke with a more experienced and older ox. And it would walk along beside him. And of course, uh, the younger ox, not being familiar with the burden and the yoke and, and never being in a harness, at first he would, of course, resist he would rebel against it he would even at times kick against the goads and injure himself and bring hurt and pain to himself uh, he would chafe against the yoke until he would literally gall himself uh, he would he would do everything to buck against uh, this yoke but after a while uh, being yoked up with this more experienced ox and walking alongside this calm and tame and patient yoke fellow that was beside him. He would notice something. It doesn't appear that there is a, a lot of pain and hurt being afflicted to him. And he would learn from him how to bear the yoke. He would learn from him how uh, to plow the field or how to pull the cart. And when he settled down and he submitted himself to the yoke, actually it become easier because he realized that the one I'm walking beside is not here to hurt me. Uh, but he, he is really, he's there to help me pull this load. And it's a whole lot easier when we work together. 
And while the older and more experienced ox was steadily and patiently walking alone, little and by little, that younger and less experienced ox would learn that his, his struggles against the yoke were futile. He would learn that his, his resisting the yoke was in vain. And he would tire himself after a while. And he, was, he would run out of strength to, to fight and to resist after a while. And the more he kicked against the goat, the more he brought hurt upon himself. And uh, sooner or later he would learn that the best thing for me to do is to give myself to this. And once I do, it becomes easy. It's no longer a struggle. It no longer inflicts pain upon me. It no longer brings hurt. But I actually find it to be a lot easier. And the burden becomes lighter. And the job that needs to be done and the work that needs to be done when I'm working alongside this more experienced yoke fellow, everything just becomes easier. And he would find uh, that it wasn't nearly as difficult, nearly as challenging, uh, nearly as hard once he stopped resisting against it. Now, Jesus wanted his audience to look at this particular picture from nature that all of them in that day were, were familiar with. All of them understood this, and he wanted them to learn. That's actually what he said. Uh, learn of me. Uh, learn of me. I, I like that particular uh, phrase in the Scripture. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. As long as I am in my own pride struggling against it, as long as I in my own lack of humility and haughtiness trying to struggle against it and do it my way, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But it becomes easy when I learn that I am not in this alone. But I have a God that is on my side. I have a God that will strengthen me and give me the grace. Give me the grace to complete the job. And give me the grace to do what I need to do. That I am not by myself, but I have a God that is on my side. And that is here to help me. Oh, praise the name of the Lord for that. Oh, I think we ought to thank Jesus for that this morning. That he would compare himself. I, I want you to think about this graphic analogy that he uses and how amazing uh, the, condesc the condescension is of the Lord. He condescends to where you and I are. And he didn't have to. But I am so thankful, and we're going to get into that in just a few moments, that he compared himself to the older ox here in this scripture in the yoke with and alongside the restless and the resisting and sometimes rebellious younger ox but nevertheless he takes it upon himself and he allows that yoke to be placed upon him it's your yoke but he calls it his yoke how patiently and how willingly 
Did he brave all the burdens? How patiently and how willingly did he bear the load? Isaiah said it this way. He said he bore our griefs and he carried our sorrows. He took upon himself our sins. It's something that we deserve to have to bear. It's something that we, by our choices and by our own uh, nature uh, in sin and the sin that was imputed to us that, that all of us should have had to deal with on our own or by ourselves. But thankfully, the Bible tells me that it took upon himself what was supposed to be our cross and he called it his cross and he shed his blood. What was the punishment that was intended for you and I? He allowed himself to be nailed to a cross when he could have called a legion of angels to come and to rescue him. He refused to do so. When he could have escaped the pain and the misery and the heartache of the cross, he he did not do that. But he bore it all so that you and I would have an opportunity. He, He bore it all so that you and I, amen, would be able to deal with the sin question in our lives. So, in essence, he is the divine yoke fellow in whom you and I need to learn from. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. When I look at him, how that he was led as a sheep dumb before his shears, yet he opened not his mouth, the scripture says. He didn't resist it. He didn't fight against it. He said, this is the will of God for my life. Oh, what pain, what agony, what suffering we could we could exempt ourselves from if we would learn this principle right here. Is God whatever your will is for my life? I, I'm submitting myself to it. And the great thing about that is, is that we don't have to pull this load by ourselves. We don't have to carry this burden by ourselves. We don't have to do this alone. But we've got His grace. Amen. Which is sufficient for every situation. We've got His help. We've got His empowerment. We have the Holy Ghost to give us strength. We have the Holy Ghost Amen. To give us the power to overcome. You never have to carry a burden by yourself. The weight of the world you don't have to bear alone. But you can know that he's in the yoke along with you. Amen. Come on, let's give him some praise and thanksgiving and worship for that today. So we're yoked beside him that we may learn from him. We need to learn from his patience and his meekness, his forgiveness, his mercy, his humility. Because I've got, I don't know about you, but I, I'm willing to be vulnerable here this morning and say that I've got issues in my life where I resist sometimes. And there's areas of my life that I have to continually bring to the cross and submit all over again and die out. There's, there's issues down deep in our hearts that we have to confront at times and we, we learn of him. We, we look over at our yoke fellow, and he's teaching us. He's teaching us how to walk with him. 
He's teaching us how to rely upon him. He's teaching us how to depend upon him. He's teaching us that when we try to do this on our own and try to work it out by ourselves, it's heavy and it's burdensome and it's almost impossible. Amen. But but if we can learn how to rely upon him and depend upon him and trust in him and understand that he is able to help us, he is able to strengthen us when we need it. He's able to be there for us and enable us when we need it. He is there when I call upon Him. I learn through walking with Him and being yoked up with Him. Amen. There's some restraints, amen, that I learn. Amen. That that I wouldn't learn any other way but, but being yoked up with Him. There's some areas of my life He saves me from, from deviating and drifting off and going and doing my own thing when I stay yoked up with him. He pulls me back in line sometimes when I stay yoked up with him. So don't chafe against this yoke. Don't fight or resist against this yoke because we're going to need it if we're going to see him someday. If we're going to see him someday, we're going to have to rely upon his help to pull us back over where we need to. Because that young, restless, rebellious ox has a tendency to drift off line and off course. But if he can stay with that experienced one, he can, he can plow the field and there be straight furrows. And he can pull the, the cart and it'll make it to its destination. I want to make heaven. I don't know about you, but I want to make heaven. And, and I know the one that's going to lead me there. I know the one that's going to take me to that place. I know the one that's going to safely see me through if I can stay yoked up with him. If I don't pull and chafe and fight and resist against his will, but I submit myself to his will and say, God, I need your help. He'll see me through to the destination. He'll see me through to that land where the lamb is the light. Amen. He'll see me through, amen, all the way to that other shore, to my eternal home, if I'll stay yoked up with him. The struggle of submitting, I admit to you, it's arduous sometimes. But once we do, living for God becomes a whole lot easier. Serving God becomes a whole lot easier. Have you ever stopped to consider what, what conquered the proud, haughty, self-righteous Pharisee by the name of Saul of Tarsus? It was this picture that I'm describing to you of a divine yoke fellow in his heavenly vision that the Lord gave him on the road to Damascus. He got a picture of himself. The Lord spoke to him and said, It's hard for you to kick against the goads. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks, that sharp object behind behind the hooves of the ox that if he was to kick because of the strength of that ox, he could somebody's life could be taken if he didn't learn how to settle down. Uh, and, and, and it's in the law that if an ox was to uh, gore or to 
to kick another man and he was to lose his life, then there was certain retribution that had to be made for that. So this was a common thing. These were huge brute beasts to burden. And so they had to learn how to be tamed. And all of us have a, 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 I don't know how else to say it, but all of us have a nature that is brute. All of us have a fleshly nature that wants its way, and that has to be submitted to the Lord. That has to be laid down. That that has to be that has to be brought under. That that has to be put under the blood. That has to be attained in us. And the only way it can be is through the help of Jesus Christ. You can't take enough self-discipline classes. You 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 can't you can't make enough goals and resolutions to get there. But you got to learn how to depend. And submit yourself to, to, to joining up with the divine yoke fella. And let him lead you. He knows where you need to go. He's been here before. He was at all points tempted like as we are. Yet without sin, the Bible says. So he knows what you're feeling. He knows the urges. He knows the desperation. He knows the pain. And if you'll allow yourself to come under that yoke, he'll lead you right where you need to go. We all have that brute beast, and, and that's what the Lord was given Saul a picture of, who would later become Paul. Jesus was revealing himself also in this particular ta- text. He was revealing himself as willing to bear the yoke with his people. And I want you to get this, because when he fell off of that donkey on the side of the road and saw that great light and vision. He said, Who art thou, O Lord? And I want you to notice Jesus' reply. He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Now we know that in this life he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows as long as he walked on this earth. He was that supreme sacrifice. He was that lamb which was imputed, that spotless lamb, which was imputed all the sins of the world. We, we understand all of that. But now, now, this is after his ascension. He, he is speaking from, from glory. Even, even in this heavenly state, he said, I'm willing to yoke up with my people. And he said, Saul, when you persecute them, when you bring pain upon them, when you inflict things upon them when you come against them you're coming against me because I'm yoked up with them they're not by themselves but I'm in this yoke with them I'm bearing this pain with them when you persecute a child of God you're persecuting me Saul when you bring pain against a child of God you're you're bringing pain against me that's how I'm yoked up with them I want you to understand something today oh beware lest we slander a child of God because when we do we might just be bringing together with that yoke fellow we might be bringing a charge against the Lord himself because he said Saul when you persecute them you're persecuting me when you come against them you're coming against me I want you to realize this morning and get a revelation that I I may be persecuted but it's not just me that is being persecuted amen he's in this fight 
fight with me. I'm not in this by myself. I'm not struggling or carrying this burden alone. There may be things and spirits that I'm trying to resist, but thanks be to God, I'm not doing it by myself. I got somebody that is yoked up with me. And when the devil comes against me to persecute me, he's also persecuting the Lord. Amen. And the Lord, I'm his child, and he's going to stand up in defense. Amen. He knows how to bring down the souls of Tarsus. He knows how to humble those that oppose and come against and fight against. He knows how to bring the spirit that resists you down low because he has the power. He has the strength to do it. I'm not in this alone. I'm not in this by myself. That's a powerful, powerful revelation. And when Saul realized that, that I'm not just coming against people here. The Bible said there was an immediate reversal and the struggle of self-will was immediately over. And he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Oh, you got my attention now. I realize I'm not just coming up against some folks over here. I'm fighting you. I'm resisting you. And whatever you would have me to do, that's what I'm willing to do. And Paul, for the rest of his days, the rest of his life, was a man that tried and endeavored. Oh, he was flesh. He was a man. He was human, but he tried and endeavored. And I see instances in the scripture where he exemplified patience and meekness. He said, I've learned whatsoever. I've learned in whatsoever state that I'm in to be content. Therewith to be content. In that situation, I have learned. Where did he learn that? I'll tell you where he learned it. He learned it by taking on this yoke. That is easy when you learn, when you learn how to accept it, when you learn how to walk with God and not struggle against it, not resist it, but just say, God, I want to be led by your spirit. God, I want to be directed of you in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I feel a sweet, sweet presence of the Lord in this place right now. Let's, let's, let's talk to him. Would you, would you lift up your voice to him? Would you, would you speak to the Lord for just a few moments here? Come on, let's let's talk to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to tell somebody life would be a whole lot easier, a lot less complicated, a lot less stress and pressure would be upon us if we would learn what I'm talking about today. If we learn how to walk with the yoke, amen, and understand that we're not in this alone, but we have a divine yoke fellow that is beside us and walking with us and is going to help us. He said, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He also said, I die daily. Where did he get all of that? He learned it from the yoke. Philippians chapter number 2, verse number 6. Speaking of the Lord, Paul wrote, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God 
but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He was being our example. He was showing us how to submit to the yoke, a yoke that really is not nearly as difficult and arduous as we sometimes make it out to be when we just submit to it and say, God, I need you. And when I realize I need him, everything gets easier from there. Everything gets easier from there. Second Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul is describing that infamous thorn that was in his flesh. And we don't know. There's been a lot of supposition of exactly what that was. I've heard all kinds of things. I've heard it was his eyesight. I've heard that that it was uh, that he uh, was stooped and, and maybe it was some kind of handicap with that. and Maybe it was some type of pain that wouldn't go away. I've heard all kinds of things and read all kinds of things about it. But that is not necessarily the point. And that wasn't really, it wasn't important for Paul to describe what exactly it was as much as it was to tell us the remedy that he discovered and tell us how he was able to deal with it. And he said, and I prayed about this. And then I came back and I prayed about it again. And then when I came back the third time, the Lord said, Paul, I want you to realize my grace is sufficient for you. And then he makes a statement here. He said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you have to learn how to rely upon me to get the work done. When you have to learn to rely upon me to walk in life. When you learn how to rely upon me and trust on me. Uh, to make it through, I want you to understand at that point, that's when my strength is made perfect. When you're pulling along and it seems like it's a struggle and it's hard, you're, you're not allowing your divine yoke fella to do his part. And when you suddenly relax and realize, hey, I don't have to pull this by myself. I don't have to do this by myself. I don't have to walk this walk alone. I'm not in this alone. I'm not doing this by myself. When things come against me in my life, I understand that I have someone alongside me. And when I am weak and I feel like I can't go on, it's my yoke fella that keeps on encouraging me to take another step. It's my yoke fella that just keeps on walking and keeps on doing what is right that, that helps me to understand that I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. I don't have to give up. I don't have to quit. And when I go astray and I start deviating and I and I'm not I'm no longer walking the line that I need to walk. It's that yoke fellow that pulls me back over and says, Come on over here. Come on over here. You can make it. You can survive. You can you can do it. Oh yes, you you you're gonna get somewhere if you just learn how to depend upon me and trust in me and put your faith in me. I want to preach to somebody in this place today. When you learn how to depend upon the Lord, a whole lot of things become easy easier in life when you learn how to let go and trust him and quit resisting and release a whole lot of things 
are not nearly as difficult when the burden gets heavy. I want us to be reminded that we're not yoked in this thing by ourselves. Would you stand to your feet here this morning and lift up your hands to the Lord? And he said, I want you to learn that. I want you to get that. I want you to grasp that. I want you to learn that it's easy when you're submitted to God. When you're walking with God, when you're, when you're giving your life entirely to the Lord, when you're totally submitted unto God, it becomes easy. It's not a struggle anymore. Not nearly as much pain and hurt involved when we realize this. I've seen people, because it's just in our nature, we gotta, we got to... We've got to learn this sometimes the hard way, unfortunately. I've seen people that, that didn't grasp this. Maybe they were, around, they were around the church and around the things of God and become so familiar with it that they failed to appreciate it. They, they've, they got some way in their minds that maybe there was something better. Maybe they could do this without the help of the Lord. Maybe they could make a good life. Without the help of the Lord, they could go out and they could find joy elsewhere. They could go out and they could find satisfaction elsewhere. And you watch them as they struggle and they, they never can really get detached from what they know is right. They never can really get fully separated from what they know is correct. Though they plunge themselves headlong into sin and though they give themselves, it seems like, without reserve to the things of the world. And they go about as deep as a person could go, submerge themselves in it, where they have no resemblance on the outside of a child of God. But there's an old feeling on the inside. And there's someone that's telling them, come on over here, let's, let's get back in line. Let's, 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 let's do this together. It's a whole, whole lot easier when you when you're doing this with me and when you're not off in your own will and trying in your own stubbornness to make it. Oh, I'm going to tell you, living for God is a, is a simple thing when you really get this. Living for God and serving God. You know, some people, they want to they wanna describe the yoke and they want to describe the task and they want to they wanna, they wanna get fixated on, on all the things that are hard about it and living for God and all the, the things and the restraints that there is. But I'm going to tell you, when you look over at your yoke fella and realize that, hey, this job isn't hard at all as long as I got him with me. This, this, this isn't challenging at all as long as I have him with me. This is not a big deal as long as he's walking beside me. This is not, a, this is not anything that is hard or difficult or a big task or a heavy burden as long as I got him alongside me. He's going to be there when I have days when I'm weak. He's going to pull more than his load to make sure that the job is done and I reach the end of the day oh his grace is going to be there and his strength is going to be made perfect in my weakness so I just wonder here this morning if there's somebody that would like to come to this altar 
and say, God, I want to submit myself. Maybe, maybe it's been years ago that you did, but you want to afresh this morning. You want to anew this morning. Say, God, I'm, I'm, I want you to understand I'm thankful that you're in this with me. And I'm thankful that I don't have to do this by myself. And I don't want to try or attempt to do it on my own. I don't even want to try to live for God and follow all of the things and the disciplines of living for God in my flesh. But some way, somehow, I need you to help me. Some way, somehow, I need you to correct me when I'm, when I'm off course. I need you to pull me back in line when I deviate and when I drift. And when some way I want to go off and do my own thing, I want you to pull me back over here in the traces and help me to realize hey we can do this together we can make it together we don't have to go alone but we can do it with the help of the Lord would you pray with me church would you pray with me church you you can't lay down sin all by yourself amen you can't lay down iniquity all by yourself you you can't put off worldliness in the flesh all by yourself but you need the help of God sir and with the help of God you can overcome with the help of God, every temptation you can overcome. With the help of God, every challenge you can conquer. Everything that comes against you, every urge and every desire and every problem that you're faced with can become easier with the help of the Lord. Take His yoke. Come on. Take His yoke. Somebody take His yoke. Somebody understand His way. Somebody walk with Him. Somebody trust and rely upon Him. God, I want You to make up for my deficiencies. I want You to help me, God, in my areas of weakness, in my areas where I come up short. I pray, God, that You would help me and strengthen me and fill in the gaps here today because I need You and I want this walk with You to be right. I want to make it to the destination. I want You to help me to carry carry this load until I get to where I need to go. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus, to realize I don't have to bear the burdens of life alone. Jesus' name. Come on, let's pray. As they begin to sing, let's pray.